Oh. Ooh. All right. Well, let's get this thing started, huh? All righty. Let's get the first right. uh, Magic Plus Hour podcast started. Don't know how it's going to go, but... Go ahead and introduce yourselves. Uh, I am Fonseca 19 I am Lil Chimp, a.k.a. Chris, and we have a very special guest. I am Simple Snack, otherwise known as Booster, otherwise known as Antonio. That is right. And what is it? How does it feel to be like the first guest on this podcast that we're starting here? Feels kind of weird. I feel like no one's actually going to listen to this, but you know, maybe they will. Okay, you never know. Maybe we become famous and get canceled within 30 minutes. Uh, yeah, it'll be really easy to get canceled while we're here. So, I think putting Booster in the first episode might have been a bad idea. Uh, what do you mean Booster's a totally logical, rational human being? You know what? You're right. Yeah, you're right. Very rational. <clears throat> wow, you guys oh. hold me to such high regard. Of course, of course. Right. What can I say? But uh, let's start at first things first. Uh, Booster, how is life going right now? Um, I guess, like, it's in a transitionary period right now. It's very tumultuous. I guess, like, I'm really invested in this whole Mel situation. And not only that, but my lease is up soon. So it's, like, crunch time to make many decisions. And... Whatever decisions I decide to make, like in the next two months, I'll be very deep into the consequences of said decisions. So, I don't know. I can't tell you what the future will bring for me anyway, but it's like shit is about to change big time. Yeah, well, definitely is. Definitely sounds. I mean, I'm in this similar period where I have a lot of decisions to make too. So, I feel on that. You never know. Uh, that's kind of why I've been stepping away from Discord. Yeah, because I've been doing a lot of stuff on the back end that people don't really know about. But we're not here for me. We're not here for Chris. We're here but, for Booster. But uh, so your lease is almost up. Yeah, um, it's actually up in exactly one month. Oh shit! Yeah, so I have to think about whether I want to renew the lease here, and I also have an option to do month to month. I have an option for three months. I have an option for four months. I have the option to move to New York, which is what I'm going to go with right now. And I haven't talked to anybody about it, but that's like, it seems like the most likeliest thing. I've been researching it. Well, why New York? What's what's over there for you exactly? Um, I feel like this is the last window of opportunity to really do that without really committing too much of my life, you know, because I can still do the current job that I have and go to New York for like a few months, right? And then when work calls us back, maybe that's my cue to go back. So I don't intend to sign like a long ass lease over there, but you know, something month to month, I'll see what it's like. If I like it, you know, maybe I'll stay six months at the most, but. What part of New York were you looking at? Um, Funny enough, I wanted to pick the Bronx. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, because, uh, uh, well, Mel has a friend who lives in the Bronx. And she pays, uh, <clears throat> well, she was grandfathered in into a good price, but otherwise they said that the prices there are not too bad. And they said that like, there's a big stigma with the Bronx. It's like Compton, I guess. Maybe, maybe she lives in a good part of it, but she says it's not so bad. Yeah. It's kind of what I would compare it to. I think 
Okay. <clears throat> so you're not really thinking about like moving out there permanently. You're more like thinking about this uh, temporary Just, leave. Yeah, you know, like in the opportunity to say that you did it, you know? Yeah, I see it. Yeah, and I mean, like, um, I always try to make life interesting, you know, by having those random trips. And, you know, I, I had an ambition to live in Mexico City, too. And yeah. I don't know. I feel like that got cut short. And I feel like whatever craziness I'm, I was going to do needs to happen now. So maybe you know, this was, is it. I was actually just about to ask if it was kind of like what you were planning on doing uh, in Mexico City last year. But uh, I pretty much answered that question. <laughs> I mean, I would, but the VPN in Mexico City doesn't work very well. Um, mm -hmm. I'm, I don't know about, you know, something like New York, if that's going to be like longer uh, response time or something like that. But, you know, I have my fingers crossed. Now, here's a real question. Are you going to make the same mistake you did by letting the bosses know that you're planning to do this in New York? Or are you just going to show up one day and <clears throat> just try and see if it works? Oh, no, I've learned. I mean... I I mean, it wasn't explicitly stated that it was against company rules, but now that, you know, what I did happened, now it is against company rules. So I, well, actually, you know what? Funny enough, I'm actually not breaking a rule by going to New York uh, and working there. It wouldn't be a rule break because they actually said that they can't provide support if it's outside of the country. So actually, I, I could do that. You know, and I don't have to tell anybody. Oh, okay. Loophole. Just like last easy. time, but you know what they did last time. You can find a loophole. I don't care if this isn't explicitly, you know, not allowed. You're still in the wrong. So who knows? I'm just not going to tell them, you know. I'm just going to go maybe enjoy a month or two. Yeah, or more. Plus Liz is gone now, so, you know, it's really probably... Less yeah, and I, uh, I kind of want to go too because Mel is really like, I know I kind of do some crazy stuff sometimes, and Mel is really enchanted by, you know, crazy things, I guess. And so she said, if I went, that she would at the very least spend one month with me over there. And mm. I don't know, thinking about being with her over there in New York, it just actually seems like pretty like dreamy. You know, it's like, it's just crazy. So why not do it? It's crazy. Well, speaking yeah. of Mel, I, I know you yeah. guys have been through a bit of a rough patch. It seems like the way you're talking, it seems like maybe things are starting to work a little bit better now. Um, funny enough, we're still broken up. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, we're broken up, but um, I don't know. Um, we basically decided that the other cannot. I guess it's mostly like on her. She she can't give me, I guess, the amount of affection that I need so I can be like, oh, I am in a relationship, right? But I still like having her around. So I think for now, you know, you may call it friends of benefits, but I think we called it like lovership, you know, where we like, we do love each other and we are going to get intimate and stuff, but it doesn't have the responsibilities of a relationship. So basically it's like, it's strange. It's like a relationship, but without having to communicate with them constantly. So we have a rule now that like, we're monogamous, but we don't speak to each other unless it's in person. Oh. 
Okay. Yeah, we don't speak to each other unless it's in person, and okay, we don't have responsibilities like, you know, making the other feel good. You know, if you want to do it, you do it. But it's like the right. moment you put the label of relationship, it's like I have to be a good girlfriend, I have to be a good boyfriend. So you do these things, and it's like, I guess, you know, maybe to you it's a relationship. For me, it really isn't because for me, for it to be that, I need to have, like, I guess, like you know, there's different types of lovers. I guess there's like. Uh, the really detached types, there's the ones that are um, anxious lovers, you know, that, that need constant, you know, reassurance. I would say that I'm one of those. And okay. if I, I don't get that, I, I personally don't feel like I'm in a relationship. Yeah. Yeah, okay. it's understandable. Yeah. I mean, speaking of relationships, have any of your past relationships ever, like, prepared you for something that's like this before? Or is this an entirely new ballgame for you? Like, you're kind of new to this whole situation that you're in with Mel. So you're kind of just like playing it as it goes and seeing what happens. Um, I would say that every relationship I've been with has prepared me to this point. And they've all lacked something that makes Mel so special to me, I guess. Um, but I guess like looking back at it, even Mel lacked something. So I don't know if I'm being prepared for something greater. With someone else, or maybe I'll be an insult for the rest of my life. I honestly don't even really care. I think like being with Mel, and as someone who like this is maybe TMI, but who has like low libido and just you know, oh, and know just that. being being with her, mm -hmm. someone with like this crazy high libido, I think like balanced me out. But at the same time, it feels like I got like. I'm I'm fulfilled for the next couple of years. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like you've had, you've had your fill, but it's still nice. Yeah, I'm just at the point right now where I just you know I want to hang out with my friends. I want to play games. I just want to like do things for me. You know, I don't like I don't feel the need to sleep in bed with somebody. If Mel comes, mm -hmm. I know that it's like we're gonna we have great synergy in the bed, right? So it's gonna be good. But I don't need it. Like it's, I never needed it. Okay. Chris, do you have anything to uh, chime in there with, or? So I mean, just regarding Mel, just because I thought it was interesting how you said that it was pretty much done in your eyes when we were talking about it. I asked if there's anything to men, and you thought that it was pretty broken. But then two days later, when I tried to drop off the chair, you said you were on a date. So what? What changed? Um, I it's still like unfixable. She can't, like, she has ADD. Like, uh, it's hard for her to focus on herself and, like, be in a relationship at the same time. So... Okay. I that can be pretty difficult. Yeah, it's difficult for her to categorize that. I know this. Just yeah. in the time that I've been with her, that's why I decided to break it up. And I said, you know what? You know, I, I know what I want, and right now you can't give it to me. And I actually know why you can't give it to me, because you, you're 32... You still, you know, are constantly thinking about your failed music career. And she really has, to be honest, on a career like level, she doesn't really have much going for her. And yeah. I know that she constantly expresses how much she wants to, you know, be better and do this and that. And I'm just like, I think it's just perfect that we break up. Because, like, she's the type of person that gets consumed by the relationship. Okay. Even if I don't demand that much, which I have adjusted to, she still feels the pressure of, like, having to do a lot for me. So I'm just like, you know what? It's just better if we're like, you know, just pretty much friends of benefits. But I realize that like, mm -hmm. 
you know, I think we have to be something better than that. Friends of Benefits is a dirty, like, it's, I don't really like the connotation of it. Yeah. So that's why I just called mm -hmm. it lovership. But it is like, it's kind of like we're in a relationship, but just not really, I guess. Well, would you, would you consider whatever you have right now, you wouldn't consider it exclusive, right? So uh, it, it's monogamous. Like okay. we're, we are exclusive to each other, but it's just like, we're not responsible for each other. Okay. I guess. As you. in like, we're not going to see each other every week. We're not going to see each other even every two weeks. Maybe it's less than that. Who knows? Like, okay. Yeah. But I, at the end of the day, like, you know, we're going to be in bed together and stuff. So. Okay. I got you. I got you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it, it's just the, more yeah. nuanced than just a friend of benefits. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. So when you said that, you know, she basically has a failed music career, this is something she's still pursuing, you think? Uh, yeah, she and, is. And what is she looking for? Is she looking to perform, to record? Like, what's her goal? Because obviously, as someone that did music, and I still play guitar all the fucking time. I practice, like, overnight. I have my own version of what I want to do. But what, what is it exactly? What What's her dream with it? What's her goal? Where does she want to be? Do you know? Yeah, she is a type A personality that wants all eyes on her. And she just straight up wants to be famous. So she, basically, like Ariana Grande. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I mean, like, her music is good. She just uh, has quite an ego. So she feels like she's entitled to fame. Oh, so Ariana Grande. Well, I guess. I mean, I back, you know, back then. Um, I, don't see the, I don't see the difference between the two. <laughs> the way that Mel sees it is that. She wants to be successful, and to her success is where she can live comfortably off her music. And mm. when she lived in, because she used to live in Salt Lake City, Utah, um, there was like a period of a few months in which she was generating enough money from the concerts that she was taking, like performing, and just all the shows and gigs, and uh, being contracted for other work, and it was enough to make, you know, ends meet. But because she went back to California. Uh, it's a whole nother ball game. She, her fans are not there because she didn't have regular fans, and it's like restarting. But she hasn't been able to just get to that level here. Okay. Yeah, that's oh. interesting. I mean, it's it's really tough to do what she's trying to do. To be honest, that's. I mean, I feel like she did it for a few months, but like, um, uh, I don't know if I'm even supposed to talk about this, but like. She used to be part of a pretty, like, almost cultish, like, uh, religion. And not, it's not Mormonism, okay. but, uh, but back in Salt Lake City, she was part of something that I think you could probably classify it as a cult. And they were really, like, they really had their, their foot over her, you know, in a stranglehold. Like, they really monitored everything she did and made all these rules and stuff. And she ran away from that. You know, she kind of had to decide between her sanity and keeping her little, like, music career that was taking off over there. And that's why she moved back. One of the things, actually, before we move on, like, I don't know if we move on, but, like, yeah, one of the things she told me is that the one of the rules in this church is that they want to make sure that people are not promiscuous. And the way that they decide to do that is not to total, like, you know, not seeing people. What they do is they actually prearrange dates with girls and guys but they are only allowed to date for one week. Then, once you're done with that, the next month, you have a different person that you're dating. So, 
um, she actually had to keep her, because she was married at some point, she had to keep oh. her marriage, a, you know, kind of like a secret over there. And she, of course, her boyfriend or husband knew everything. And she had to go on these fake dates because they were enforcing the women to go on dates. It, a lot of it was just forceful. It's, it, there's a lot more to it, but it's very like, oh, shocking, shit. shocking what she was a part of. Yeah, maybe that Sounds maybe that found you guys, and uh, it was the one you guys saw in the mountains. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus I mean, Christ. that would be pretty intense if that was true, though. I mean, the mountain thing, not being part of the cult. No, it, it is true. It is true. I'm not bullshitting you. It's totally true. There's a lot of things I, that I actually don't even know how much I should say. I think that's enough, probably, on that topic. But like, probably is. she has a. <laughs> She has a pretty big history. It's pretty cool, actually. Well, do you think maybe being part of that cult and having to be promiscuous has kind of led to her line of thinking now? Nah, I don't think. She's definitely not promiscuous. Okay. Well, earlier you mentioned uh, your friends and wanting to hang out with them and whatnot. Um, do you think maybe this relationship with Mel has led you to kind of like put them on the back burner a bit that you're wanting to kind of mend or I think I think it did make me withdraw because I was here Monday through Sunday speaking to you guys and playing games and doing this yeah but it's all relative right relative to how I used to be sure I drew back but you're gonna compare me to like someone like Marcos or even Santos, like I'm here, even when she was around, the moment that she left, I just immediately went back to the Discord and started chatting and playing games. So I think like, even in my lowest uh, points, I guess, with friendship or whatever you want to call it, I was still here. And my intentions are to still be here. And now that you know, I have this lovership with her going on, and I won't be seeing her as much, like, I'm going to be here pretty prominently. Mm-hmm. What do you think about uh, people in the Discord? Who do you who do you who in the Discord do you really feel the closest to? You know, and, and how do you feel about those like individual friendships? Um, that's a tough question because uh, I think I've kind of detached from a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I feel the closest probably to you and Byron. I mean, Byron's not really in the Discord, but yeah. I think like. Byron is just a person where, like, if disaster strikes, like, if my mom dies or something, I know that he will be the first person I text. It's just <clears throat> natural because I yeah. grew up with him and he's, like, my big brother. And ultimately, like, this man has proved to me that he will take a bullet for me. He literally, <laughs> we had an incident. I'm sure some of you have heard about, about it. But, like, me and him were witnesses to, like, robbery of a, a check cashing place and Holy. i got kind of like in the way by accident and the robber pointed his gun at me and byron without any hesitation stood between me and the and the gun and he's like hey man leave him alone do what you have to do you know take the money and get the fuck out and that's exactly what the robber did oh wow so yeah that was on santa monica and western a check cashing place Oh, okay. I literally had a yeah, gun. I, feel like I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, he, st- he stood right in front of it. Yeah. Absolutely no hesitation. So Byron really 
100% jumped in front of a bullet for booster. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, I mean, I've known him since I was five, and we lived in the same building, so he came pretty much every day to my place. So I have the most history with him. Mm-hmm. I remember you were kind of excited to move back to Hollywood. You were thinking about all the people you're going to be near, you know, Santos, Dusty, Lightning. Do you feel like you guys haven't hung out as much as you thought you would being in Hollywood? Like you want to hang out with them even more in person? Yeah, when I moved here, I did think like I was going to hang out with them a lot more. Um, I mean, I have the frequency of me hanging out with them. And, you know, Lightning uh, has increased. Ultimately, mm-hmm. like, I did want to hang out with Dustin, Lightning, and Santos a lot more, but I don't know. Um, personally, like, there's people that I can hang out with one-on-one. I think, like, Chris is probably one of them. Byron's one of them. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. like, no mm-hmm. offense to Santos. I like the guy, but, like, I just don't see myself hanging out with him one-on-one. Mm. I, I just don't. And, yeah. like, the dynamic is not there. I can totally hang out with him in a third person and a fourth person in the group, but one on one doesn't just doesn't work. Some yeah, people it doesn't work. Yeah, like me and Charles hanging out together, like that's just weird. Like yeah. something about that is strange. <laughs> no, yeah, that makes know? perfect sense. I totally get that. I'm really of, similar. Yeah, that is kind of a strange dynamic. Yeah, with Lightning, surprisingly, I think like we are on the same wavelength. I think we work pretty well. So hanging out with him did not feel weird. We walked for like nine miles together and time went by really fast. It was great. Like that is one person that I can hang out with, you know, mm-hmm. and that's not a knock on Santos or Charles. It's like, this is what it is. Like, you know, it just works. Yeah. Yeah. I got that for sure. Yeah. But yeah, I do want to hang out with them more. Um, now that I have a scooter, I'll probably just uh, find really weird alleyways and stuff like that to explore on, my, on, you know, on the weekdays. You know, if I wasn't here, I probably would be somewhere very shady with my scooter. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's the way to right. live sometimes. You have your own scooter, huh? Yeah, Mel bought it for me for my birthday. Um, it cost her like 450 bucks, and that's because it was on sale, too. So yeah, it's pretty yeah. impressive. It has oh, great wow. turning radius. It can go 19 miles an hour, whereas like uh, for... You know, comparison, one of those scooters on the street can go 15 miles an hour. So this can go, you know, a little bit faster. It gets me, yeah. you know, faster. It has a long range. Uh, you can control a lot of stuff on the app. I like it. And also Mel bought, like, this $60, you know, add-on uh, for the for lights and stuff. So she kind of bought me all the bells and whistles on it, too. So I remember when I showed up to your birthday uh and uh, I saw you and Mel just standing there, a bunch of scooters. I thought, what the fuck are we going to do here? <laughs> and then I remember when you told me, the look on my face, pretty self-explanatory what I felt about that. I was like, all right, this is where I die. But We okay. thought of that idea maybe like three weeks beforehand because I did say, I think like what really inspired me to do that was when we went to round one and Santos really reacted badly to the thought of going to karaoke. And oh, he said, oh my God, I don't want to do the same thing again. And I was just Thanks, like, you know what? You have a point. Like, we do a lot of the same things. And so why shouldn't my birthday be something very unique that we can remember? And really, at the end of the day, it wasn't that crazy. I mean, we, there was like, no, we you know, eight of us there. If people showed yeah. up and tried to do something, I'm sure that we could fight them off. But it was memorable, at least to me anyway. And, you know, for some of you, it was something you've never done before. So... You yeah, know. I'm not gonna lie. When I saw that uh, 
that big concrete block in the middle of that wide open space, I thought, all right, well, this actually is where I die. This is a sacrificial table. Holy shit. I remember I gave lightning my knife. I said, here, make it quick. Uh, uh, holy shit. I'm not ready for this whatsoever. We were talking about it with Mel about riding down the LA River on scooters. And we were actually talking about it right when we discovered that place. And my mouth just went open. I was just like, oh, my God, this is perfect. Ideally, we would have had some tables and taken shots there and just gotten drunk or something. But uh, I didn't want to go too crazy around Mel. So because mm-hmm. like uh, I just you know want to keep my image around her, I guess. Like I know you guys have seen me in a Pikachu costume throwing up. Fortunately, that hasn't been the case with her. <laughs> yeah, I remember that night. She looked dazed and confused. Yeah. I still remember the photo Dusty took. But knowing you, you're kind of a person who likes to do crazy and random shit. But uh, what's the craziest thing you've ever done? The craziest thing I've ever done? Yeah. Keep in mind, it, illegal stuff counts too. You can go ahead and confess i'm not recording this for the police or anything (laughs) um i think two things come to mind maybe three and i think the third one actually might be the one i think the craziest Mm -hmm. thing i've done is when they had the long beach riots uh for george floyd um Mm -hmm. you know i heard on i read on twitter that they weren't going to be protests they were going to be riots right and i was so excited to go and i really wanted josh you know to come with me but he wasn't too crazy about the idea. So um, I think I remember taking the day off of work. I don't, I don't really remember. I just know that it was early in the day. And I took the bus mm-hmm. there because I didn't have a car at the time or anything. And it was all the way in Long Beach. And we were living in, uh, I think it was Anaheim. We were living. Oh, yeah, Anaheim. And I took the bus there. And I was just there to, like, film some crazy-ass shit. Yeah, I remember Honestly, I, I really... I almost wanted to get shot by a rubber bullet just so that <laughs> I have the mark of, like... <laughs> Of, of being there, right? A little what, souvenir. <laughs> what ultimately happened was that I was taking the bus there, and around 3 p.m., they announced the curfew. I think it was at 6 p.m. that mm. we were supposed to have the curfew. So I, I thought, you know, whatever. It, you know, everything's going fine. Well, suddenly the bus stops, and the bus driver was very, like, aggressive in his approach. He said, everyone, get out of the bus, and if you refuse to leave, you're going to be arrested. And then people are like, why? And he's like, we, you know, we don't want anybody going to Long Beach right now. You're not going there. So then he dropped us off and I was roughly 10 miles away. And I walked those 10 miles to get there. And luckily I, I got to the riots right when they were supposed to begin. So I just took out my phone and I started recording and uh, it was crazy. It was probably the most heart thumping experience I've ever had. Just being in a situation where I see like, 50 cops, you know, wielding these giant ass fucking guns. And you're in a situation in which any little thing can just, you know, spiral everything out of control. And things did happen. Like people were rushing stores and I I got to see it. I still have the footage of rushing like jewelry stores. You got like 50 guys trying to break into a jewelry store and taking advantage of the situation. And you got people there for legitimate reasons. And it just all broke down so quickly. I, as I started like walking away because the police started pushing forward, I started just seeing like glass everywhere, blood on the streets, 
just and I just wondered like what the fuck like the, I found a rag with like blood and I was just like curious like I wonder how this happened but I'm sure it was because of the the riots and everything there was you know people throwing like smoke grenades um and the police were spraying people with pepper spray and I told Dustin about how crazy it was getting and funny enough he came in his truck I waited for him and we started driving around and that's when kind of like the looting started towards the afternoon so we started just driving and we started watching people loot stores and we actually got out too and we went inside with looters and we didn't loot anything but we were we were there like in the middle of everything and it was so fucking surreal there was helicopters and there was like people yelling looking out for the police and then there was one point where we went into a shopping center and they started looting uh like a clothes shop and just within like two minutes everything in the clothes shop was gone and me and Dustin just wanted to walk inside and like record or whatever. And right when I was about to walk inside, someone was like, hey, yo, the cops are coming. And we immediately started running towards his truck. Funny enough, me running there didn't do anything because I had to wait for Dustin to, you know, waddle his way over to the truck. But that's besides the point. Um, when he gets there, the cops literally block off the like the, the exits to the shopping center. At that point, I was so sure that we were going to get arrested. And what did Dustin do? He, instead of taking the ramp, you know, to the street, he just took the curb. And because he's on a Ford 350 or whatever the fuck you want to yeah. call his truck, it was able to do that. And we went, we went there and a cop like followed us for like 10 seconds and then gave up. And it was just crazy being in there with like 20 people. No, no, it was like maybe more. It was like 50 people scattering like fucking cockroaches at the side of the cops. And then not only that, like we... We flew a drone and at some point, like, you know, they, I think they were, they had their eyes on the drone. They were like pointing at it and stuff. And I think they wanted to like stop us from recording. But um, afterwards we went to Santa Ana and there was other looting uh, going on over there, which we took a look at. It wasn't, it wasn't as impressive, but like that was the crazy experience that I'd been in. The other two was just taking a spontaneous trip to like Mexico City and Denver, which was yeah. like you know, decisions that I made a day or two before, but the looting, I'll never, that was like being on a roller coaster for like hours. I was so emotionally anything, exhausted afterwards. Do you think anything can ever top that? Anything you're, you're thinking of doing in the future? I hope not because honestly being there, I was in danger. Someone next to me got <laughs> shot with like a rubber bullet. Oh. Yeah, they got shot with a rubber bullet and I did feel like some of the, like the gas, in my eyes because they were shooting gas at us and mm -hmm. like if i was a part of anything more exciting than that i think my life would be in danger <laughs> i don't think i want to be a part of that but like <laughs> i was in my element that day i did not care i was just i felt i felt totally free that day like it was great and then you look back and you were like what the fuck did i just do oh if that happened again i would be there 100%. I think, oh, like, okay. I feel like that would be amazing to experience that again. Just that chaos. You still want to get shot, don't you? So I mean, like it would make for a nice story. And maybe then I'll <laughs> have something compelling enough happen to me that it would necessitate getting a tattoo. I think I read a quote by CM Punk that, like, actually I thought was pretty cool. Where he said something like, I feel sorry for people that don't have tattoos because it means that they don't really believe in anything that strongly. And, like, I believe in exhilaration. A rubber bullet is in itself, like, a tattoo. So maybe I would get a tattoo above it, you know, above the mark. 
from like they shot here. Yeah, they shot yeah. here. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, or just, whole, just dated. The whole thing was insane. I remember seeing you post, I want to say it was on Instagram, just yeah. short clips of everything going on. Yeah, it was freaking insane. I remember watching your post while I was still, I think, on a phone call at work, and like the person on the other end was like, Are you still there? I'm like, Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm still there. I was so distracted by everything that was going on. Holy shit. I can't even imagine what it was like in person. But I know you also mentioned New York, Denver, Mexico City. Is there any particular place you've been to that you consider your favorite that you would love to go back to? Uh, Mexico City, hands down. Just because okay. it offers a lot of the things that L.A. does as well, but for a fraction of the price. I wouldn't say a fraction, but it, you know, it's roughly like half or... 66% of the price. So things are cheaper to do. You know, here, for example, um, and I did see um, Biscuit go to one of these places. Um, the There's a rooftop bar slash restaurant on the Intercontinental Hotel in downtown. That's the tallest building in the West Coast. And mm -hmm. they have a minimum of $60 per person. So if you go with like a date or, you know, friend or something, you guys have to spend $120 just to be there. Whereas $120 you know, at, at a rooftop bar in, in, in Mexico City, which I think personally looks better because the geography is just better there. It's, mm -hmm. it's nowhere near that much. You can buy like an AMF or something for seven, eight bucks and, you know, you're on a rooftop. So it's, you know, you, your money gets to go farther. And it was so funny because like I was just in a fucking mood. And when I went to Mexico City, I went with Valeria to a Japanese restaurant that was like $4 signs. And I was like prepared to spend like $100. And when I went inside, it was just like businessmen dressed in suits and stuff. And like, I was intimidated because I think I was wearing like jeans and a fucking Fortnite shirt. Yeah, underdressed. And, <laughs> yeah, I was totally underdressed. And Valeria had like, you know, she looked like a little emo or whatever. She was totally underdressed as well. And we were clearly out of our element. And then I get the bill and it was like 40 bucks. Now it's just like for two. Oh, like, yeah, it was, it was an amazing experience just being in Mexico. Um, I do have like a good amount of money saved now. And so mm -hmm. it is something I've considered, but I want to do something new first before I revisit that. So it is on my cards to do New York. And, you know, the Philippines has always been a place where I wanted to go to. And now it's, Mel basically can provide the lodging over there just because, like, her parents own a really big house over there. I feel like that's an opportune time, too, soon. Okay. All right. Mexico City. You know, I've still never been to Mexico. That's insane. You're from where, Joseph? I'm actually, I've actually been, I was born in Whittier, uh -huh. and then I lived in Victorville. Are you Mexican, though? Uh, yes, but like the problem is the Mexican part of me is from my dad's side of the family. He really wasn't there, so I was more raised by my mom, and that was like the whitey side of the family. So I never really got like the experience, if I want to call it that. But like, yeah, because I lived in the high desert for how long? 18 years. And then I moved back to Whittier, where I was born, yeah, and I've been yeah. here ever since. But, yeah, yeah I've never yeah. been to Mexico. I agree with Booster. Mexico City's nice. I've visited 
before. I'm from Michoacan, though, so I only know. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's a nice, it's a really nice place. A lot of yeah. it is reminiscent of, like, I mean, I've never been to Europe, but I've seen pictures of it, and it definitely looks very Europe-like in some places. Yeah. And it, it's, it's you know, if you ever have a chance to take a date on a you know, international trip, I yeah. mean, that's a place to go. I mean, it's really cheap. It's uh, flights are not that crazy expensive, and no, it's very romantic. You know, some places there, like Polanco, is basically yeah. you know rodeo drive, rodeo drive in Beverly Hills, and it's like very affordable for us Americans to be yeah. there. Yeah, I feel like with Mexico, there's just a lot more culture there, which is pretty cool. It's more yeah. evident. Oh yeah, I, I heard several like dialects of uh, of like indigenous languages. And I was every time I asked them like, "What is this?" and they would just like say they're, they well, they speak Spanish too, so they would just say like what the language was. And I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely on my list. The I want to say the next thing on my list is actually Japan. That's something that one hundred percent I want to go to. That's the first thing I'm gonna want to go to besides this cross country trip that I'm planning. But um, I've been to a lot of places. I've actually been to Europe, like. I went during a actual field trip that was done through my high school. We went through England, France, and Italy. Um, so I pretty much got those crossed off. Before. I was in college. I was like, all right, now what? Never been to Japan. Never been to Mexico, Russia. Um, so those are some of the main ones. China, too. So those are some of the main ones that are on my list. I was thinking of Australia, but then I saw how big the spiders were, and I said, fuck that. No, they're not that bad. Yeah. Everything else is pretty bad, though. Oh, yeah. Snakes in your toilets? Excuse me? Sounds like fun. It sounds like cardiac arrest. That's what it sounds like. Fuck that. Well, I'd be used to it. I got a snake in my pants. <laughs> Shitting your pants is an account booster. Oh, it was very snake-like, those logs. Oh, God. I went too far. Anyway. <laughs> There's something I kind of wanted to ask you, and this is something that I was thinking about myself too, just because I know after I met you, especially after we, you know, all graduated high school, we were hanging out a lot, taking the, the fucking metro to go all the way to Pasadena to core TCG and all that shit. Is there something, because especially since we're all like adults right now, I don't, I don't know about you, but I'm always paying bills and all that crap. I know you have rent to worry about. We all have full-time jobs now. Is there something from... Not necessarily your youth or your childhood, just when you were 18 and you were kind of free to go, granted, maybe with not as much money, go out and be able to kind of do whatever you wanted to. Is there anything you miss about those days? Um, I mean, it was always great to have, like, your parents' place as a safe haven. I know that some of us still have that luxury, is what I would call it. Mm -hmm. I can't just, you know, decide to be with my parents. and suddenly have no valuable than any money I can possibly save being with my parents. I don't ever want to live with them again. And that's not something that I envy Mel for right now because she lives in a house with like six people living in there. And I'm just like, I would go insane if I, if I lived with like six people in the house and they were my family members and my room was like so tiny like hers. I just don't ever want to go back to that. But uh, I mean, sure, it was a great time. But I mean, right now, 
we it's just we always reminisce about the past, right? Like we yeah. always feel like, oh, the times were better and this and that. I feel like we take the present for granted a lot. And oh, I feel yeah. like I feel like right now is a great time, at least in my life. Like I'm having a good time. And no, I, yeah. I know I'll look back at it really fondly later. Oh yeah. Definitely. I consider the same having a pretty good time too. COVID is a crazy thing to live through, though. That's for sure. It's insane that we live through something like that in our lifetime. Oh, yeah. This is going to be like a full-on chapter of the future's history. But oh, yeah. Just COVID. Without a doubt. It, it's uh, ironic, but I almost feel like COVID is a great time to travel because some of the things that you're going to see overseas, like what I saw in Mexico City, you'll never get to see that again. I went to Xochimilco, which are like, you know, canals where you can rent boats and it's always so vibrant and it's full of energy and stuff. And I went when it was dead. That would never be the case. Yeah, otherwise. So I will take those memories to the bank and remember how unique they were. So I think, you know, COVID really sucks. But if we want to make a positive thing out of something this terrible, at the very least, we can say that, you know, we lived through these unique times, something that a lot of other people won't be able to say. So right now it's like, Mexico City, going to Mexico City like during COVID was pretty amazing. Just like how everything worked, and it was also surreal. We're gonna look back at these years and just we're just gonna be like in awe of how amazing they were. Yeah, we're getting older too. We're turning into boomers. Joseph's still a zoomer though, so he has he has a while to go. <laughs> Bro, I turned twenty five this year. Come on, man. Okay, oh, okay. hang on. Boosters are gonna start hitting me all of a sudden. Booster's like in his mid thirties, and I'm getting close to thirty. So, mm, forty. You're a baby, booster. Yeah. <laughs> ah, booster's forty. Jesus. Man, life is interesting. I feel like there's been a lot for everybody kind of going on lately. Oh yeah, right now is a crazy time for anybody in the Discord. I think that's why the podcast idea came to my mind. It's like I don't want to just like let people have like a tell-all, talk about what's going on in their lives, talk about anything just to get their mind off of like current. They can just talk about anything in their past, yeah. present, future, stuff like that. Especially, I think that, again, one of the main things for this podcast, at least when Joseph kind of pitched the idea to me when I was kind of, there was a lot of things going on with a lot of people. I was kind of reaching out just because I know it's nice sometimes, even if nothing's necessarily wrong or particularly wrong, to be able to kind of just talk about whatever they want to talk about, right? There are a lot of times yeah. people just need to talk to someone. It doesn't need to be like for, you know, emotional advice or anything crazy like that. But sometimes people just want to talk, so. Speaking of advice, is there anything that either of you learned the hard way that you have advice for like anybody else? Like a lesson you learned the hard way? What? Oh, to, well, one one thing that comes to my the top of my head when you say that is just making sure to prioritize yourself. Um, I know we all kind of have friends and we all like to look after each other, but I think it's just really important that when you need to do things for yourself, you you need to you need to do them. Um, don't be afraid to kind of put others. I don't want to say to the side. Don't neglect neglect them by any means. But sometimes, if there are things you need to get done, you need to. Make sure you can focus on that. Yeah, I agree. That's something that I've, that's actually something I've been, that's kind of why I've been 
a little bit MIA from the Discord. Yeah, it's, it's important, right? Currently dealing with is like, I realized I haven't balanced my time as much as I should have with a lot of things. So I'm trying to like learn that key and learn that balance and try to be able to not necessarily find what's like important, but just to not be neglectful towards certain things. So for me, it was to value when things are quiet and ordinary. For me, when I was, uh, well, how old was I? Like 26, 27, my life went to absolute shit because my dad started getting, getting like really uh, crazy symptoms of schizophrenia. Oh, okay. And wow. I, got, I got kicked out from my parents' house. You know, to make a long story short, I ended up being homeless and with like basically no money to my name and i never expected that to be the case for me and just remember that like life can always quickly go to shit oh, so we need to value we need to value when things are quiet and ordinary yeah sometimes one small thing leads to another and next thing you know you're kind of on your own right like anything could happen i mean you know knock on wood that it doesn't but you know like joseph young 24 year old kid enjoying his life you never know. Blood vessel pops, gets an aneurysm, doesn't die, but loses all the ability of his limbs, you know, from moving. Like at that point, life has taken such a sharp turn that it's like, even when you were alone in your house and not doing anything and bored out of your mind, at least you had your health and at least you had the security, oh, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So just remember that like life can quickly go to shit. Oh, no, it can change any sometimes, sometimes even personally, just how some things happen. When I was in college for music, there's this guy that I met. He was new. I was about to graduate, and he was kind of new to the music mm -hmm. department, but he's been playing guitar for a really long time, and I noticed he was really good, right? So started talking to the guy, and I didn't really – he didn't tell me this directly, but I ended up finding out from a lot of other people that – this guy, you know, he played guitar, practiced for like 10 years straight, became really, really good, right? And then some, out of nowhere, I don't know how it happened, but apparently he had a stroke. And after that was done, he couldn't play guitar anymore. All that muscle memory was gone. He was like a, a beginner completely. Now, he picked it back up and was able to go back to school. But it's just insane that all that practice, you know, that happens and boom, all that it's like gone. It's crazy to think about that. This just reminds me of um, some guy that we used to know in high school named Jesus Keme, who was... Oh, is that the guy? I, 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 like, I, I would I say that you probably know who I'm talking about. Like, yeah, this guy would definitely be in our Discord right now. If, like, he would be the type of person to be in our Discord. He was a gamer, very yeah. normal, and, you know, cringy, like us. You know I mean? We're not, like, we're not type A personalities. We're not, like, you know, jocks or whatever. But we are who we are, right? He would have fit mm -hmm. in here. And out of nowhere, this guy, um, he, you know, he's had a history of asthma. Asthma, that's right. Yeah, suddenly he gets a coughing fit, according to his family, yeah. and he just starts choking and choking. And in the end, he gets expiciated. And nothing in particular really caused that. It was just his asthma. And he died of a heart attack because that, like, that caused, you know, so much stress to his heart. And I think this dude died when he was, like, 22 or something. Yeah, like he was that. really young. I remember. Uh, yeah, like, really just remember, life will quickly go to shit. For me, I had a heart attack when I was like, I don't yeah. even remember. Like, how old was I? Like, 24, 23, or 21? Yeah, I don't like remember. 23, honestly. 22 or something? I don't know. Yeah. Something like that. And, like, 
for me, even now, I feel the after aftershocks of that. Ever since then, my anxiety has never been the same. I always have that, you know, you know within my, my grasp in case, you know, oh, yeah. I, I start getting, you know, like PTSD from the whole situation. It really fucked me up, to be honest. Yeah. Any little fucking tiniest chest pain, immediately your anxiety is to the roof. Of course. And I really wasn't like that before. But, yeah. you know, it is what it is. I'm just thankful nothing worse happened. That's good. Yeah, definitely mm. a scary thing, especially when you're young. It's scary having the doctors tell you, "Oh shit, you you just had a heart attack," you know, <laughs> like oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And I remember being totally clueless and uh, being on the gurney, I guess, and then yeah. wondering like, "What is happening to me? Why am I feeling these weird chest pains?" It heart attack did not come to my mind. I thought it was like definitely some not. you know virus or something. It's, I don't know. And then they just call us. They tell me, you know, based on your your. Uh, your your scan, you know, the heart scan. Mm-hmm. Look, you're having a heart attack, and I was just like, "What?" That entire huh. experience was so surreal. Yeah, no, it's, it's crazy. Definitely, we all got to take what we have. Make sure not to not take it for granted, because anything could happen. A heart attack, a stroke, a Life. fucking car accident. Car accidents aren't you know rare or uncommon, so. Life will 100% come at you fast without you yeah. even being concerned for it. Or, you know, or maybe it won't, but, you know, just know that, you know, you're in the, you're under the mercy of, of life. Life is chaotic. Yeah. It's funny because I see all these, like, these you only live once, like, quotes out there. And every time I see that, it kind of makes me cringe a little bit. Because, like, not really. You kind of only die once. So don't do anything stupid that might drastically change that to be in the point where you are going to die. Like, I see it very often. People are like, YOLO, and then jump off a fucking building for no reason. Yeah. I mean, I, I like to do dangerous things, too, but within reason. Yeah, exactly. There's a few things that are still on my bucket list that I'm not going to lie to you. Even given what I just said, are kind of crazy. Like, I, uh, I've always been fascinated with sharks. So I've always wanted to go in a shark cage. But then I saw that movie 47 meters down, and I said, fuck that. I ain't ever doing that in Mexico. I'll tell you that much. Um, and then skydiving is another one that I've always wanted to do, which is ironic because yeah. I'm scared of heights. Skydiving is like, within reason, though. You're with a professional the whole time. Safer than driving, and, that's for damn sure. Yeah, and you have you have safety fucking parachute, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when the precautions are taken for that, generally it's it's fairly safe. At least safer mm-hmm. relative to other things like driving, for instance. There's some crazy motherfuckers out here, man. Well, that oh, and man. the the shark thing too. People don't understand. Like sharks generally don't attack for no reason. It's usually yeah. when they're hungry and they're mistaking you for something else. Matter of fact, the only ones that you should really be worried about are fucking bull sharks or tiger sharks. Those ones are crazy. Great whites. Every time there's a shark attack, it's a case of mistaken identity. They always think we're a fucking seal. And I remember my grandfather used to swim with sharks, and he would tell me like how misunderstood they are. And every time I would hear that, those kind of stories, I would it, it would just keep growing in me. I, I've always wanted to do like a shark cage just to see it up close. Like, could you imagine being like two feet away from a fucking great white and living to tell the tale? Like, holy shit. Uh, that's absolutely insane. Like, 
be able to say that. But, yeah. uh, so booster, I gotta. Looks like we're, we're wrapping up, wrapping up our little podcasting. So let's let's get those last questions out there for a booster. Yeah. We got like five minutes, so I'm pretty sure I gotta ask this last question. Uh, is there anything that you've done at all that nobody in the Discord knows about that you're willing to share here? Uh, I, I have been with a pretty good amount of like prostitutes over my years. Um, what? Oh, I know about this though. Yeah. And like one of them was, was like transsexual. Funny enough, weeks later, I didn't see them in a Buzzfeed video. (laughs) So that was quite a surprise. Um, but I, I honestly just wanted to try something new, see if I liked it or not. Oh, shit. Okay. Oh, that's a good note to end on. But, uh, yeah. Damn. Okay. I didn't expect that one at all. I'm not going to lie to you. You saw you, you saw him on BuzzFeed? Yeah, I was just watching a video about, like, because um, I, I used to, like, eat up everything on BuzzFeed, and they made a video yeah. about... Um, like, uh, what was it? I think it was like, uh, sex workers that survived assault or something like that. And like, they showed up and like told their story. And I was like, damn, I didn't know that, but I'm assuming, you know, they're sex workers. There is an inherent risk that you're taking when you're doing that. And no, it wasn't me. (laughs) <laughs> it wasn't me, but um, you know, on the note, actually, like, I mean, we got like five minutes, I guess. Um, I did date somebody uh for a while who was just beginning to like scratch the surface of becoming a sex worker, and she was like the last thing I heard. One of the last things I heard before I like stopped seeing her was. Uh, oh, some guy wants to pay pay me to like come on my feet. I think I'm gonna go meet him. And I was just like, uh, aren't you afraid that like something will happen to you? And she's just <laughs> like, well, you know, if I die, then I mean, that's what it is. She was very carefree, but like, yeah. like look, look at it, you know, rationally here. These people really put their life on the line. I mean, when you like are making fast money like that. You kind of have to, to some degree, do something that the rest of the people are not willing to do. Yeah, it's actually inside. You know what? I lied. There's one last question. Do you think you'll ever get control of the Discord? No. No, I, I don't think so. I think, like, I would like it, but I don't, I don't ever expect it to happen. Honestly, I, I thought when, the, when, you, uh, when you got control of it, I thought at some point I was going to get it. And just really? like immediately hand over ownership because I think I only wanted like the privilege of saying that I was. Like, <laughs> you know, that's, that's really funny actually because I'll give you literally every power you want and I'll let you do whatever you want here, but I'm owning it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like that's that's fine. I I already expect it to never happen. Damn. Well, pretty good. I mean, I mean, like I'm always gonna want to be, you know, like. Naturally, egocentrism, right? Like, I, I want to be second in command. Yeah. Just, yeah, I'm here. I'm active. I'm an OG. You know, I'm here to stay. 
So we yeah, definitely. Are at least second in command here, behind Chris right now. I mean, other than oh, I mean, I like to think about it this way. Have Have you guys seen Dragon Ball Super? I don't know if Booster's seen it. Uh, not super, but I do know some of the characters from the card game. Uh, do you know Dragon Ball Super, uh, Joseph? Uh, I've seen like two episodes. Of super do you know who the Grand Zeno is? No. It's basically it's- some kid that's in charge. He's completely immature. Can't make any decisions because if he did, he'd be too busted. He can literally just think of a universe, make it disappear like that. But he has no say. No, you know choice in what goes on in the universe or anything like that at all is that what so, you're comparing booster to no i like to think of myself as that because i'm not choosing anything you guys can do whatever the fuck you want in here oh shit <laughs> but it's my server so i can blink and make everything disappear <laughs> oh i mean booster did kind of say it best he is the main character of magic anyway i mean uh, when, you really look at, when you really look at magic like a few names come to mind because they're always active, like Lightning, Booster, yeah. myself, um, Charles, kind of, when he's not working. He's yeah. always down to play League or something like that. Yeah, he's usually uh, working a lot, though. But uh, I do like the fact that we're Magic Plus now because it kind of goes, it's growing. Yeah. You know? I mean, I kind of like to treat magic like my family, right? Like, you'll notice that I post a lot here more than Instagram. And that's not because I don't want someone to look at my Instagram. That's just because, like, the targeted people that I want, you know, to see my content here. or whatever, they're here, right? So why would I post it on Instagram? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is this is my social media. <laughs> this is your social platform right here. Social platform. Sure. I feel it. I feel it. Well, Chris, you got any uh, questions for Booster before we decide to cut it off? No questions, no, but I want to see if Booster has any last or has anything he wants to say. You got anything else you want to say, Booster? Um, well, I'll be moving soon, so that's going to be interesting to see where I end up. Um, what a bombshell. New York. Holy shit. Yeah, I did think so. I, I, I like to think of percentages. I give that a 30 to 40% chance of happening, which is like pretty significant, I think. That's still a pretty good chance. Yeah, I mean, life is pretty crazy right now in, in many regards. And just like I started the podcast, you know, I, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, a lot of people seem to be coming out of your throats for that today. Dustin in particular. Where are my posts? <laughs> Work was kind of stressful, so... I'll give you a pass on that one. Alrighty, well. Alright, I guess that concludes our inaugural Magic Plus Hour. Okay, Alright, guys, the- thanks for joining the Joe Rogan Podcast. Idiot. <laughs> Joe Rogan couldn't lace my fucking boots. Wait, I'm kidding. Joe, don't beat my ass. Anyway, um, I guess that's it. Yeah, Anything yeah. else you guys want to say, or no, no, no N words or George Floyd jokes or anything. You know, Correct. that's it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Just had to go. They didn't chew. Fucking um, beaners. All right. See ya. Oh, yeah. my lord. All right. Well, see you guys later. Later.